Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spivey. We are the Markout Movie Podcasters, and in today's episode, we are doing a versus mode triple threat match. And he gets on to me about voices. <laughs> and uh, we're doing Home Alone versus Home Alone Two versus Home Alone Three, right, Aaron? No, <laughs> better watch out. Uh, and it's weird to throw that in this category. Because uh, it's not a Home Alone film, but you can see how it was highly influenced by Home Alone in some of the setup of the uh, movie. It's like it's like if Home Alone met Saw, is it? No, if Home Alone met uh, You're Next. No, is Home Alone met? <laughs> what would you What would you do this? Home Alone meets what? If Home Alone met The Good Son. Okay, well. People don't know that yet, so because it did a really good job with the poster and with the synopsis of not. Oh, I giving, know. I, I um, yeah, I, I read the back of it before I watched it, and that movie didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. So kudos to that, and then the trailer in itself doesn't spoil anything, so that's good. So we're gonna spoil this movie. We're gonna spoil the heck out of this movie. There's no way to do this review without spoiling the movie, and so. Uh, let me pull up real quick. I'm um, sure people have seen Home Alone, Home Alone too. I mean, yeah, we're gonna spoil that. That there's if you hadn't seen those, then you know where have you been? You're living under a rock. Or you're living under a rock. I said, where have you been? I don't need to cast for Home Alone too just yet. Um, but yeah. So anyway, Home Alone. We're gonna start with Home Alone, which uh, came out in. Uh, where did I go with it? Where did you go, Bernadette? No. All right, here it is. I said 1990. 1990, yeah. Me and Macaulay Culkin is actually the same age. Uh, <laughs> although he was born in August, so I'm older than I he is. I am an August baby, too. Uh, he was born the same year. Uh, but not the same year. But I'm older than he is. Uh, by, by what day was he born? Months. I forgot. Uh, I, I forgot to look that up. But, um, uh, okay, I can tell you real quick. We got time. Um, all right, so Macaulay Culkin was born. Um, let me see here. I'm sorry. So Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin, age. There we go. Uh, he was born August 26th. Uh, seven days after me. Oh, okay. Four uh, years and seven days after me. And uh, but uh, Home Alone. Let's see. Let me do this real quick. I'm trying to get my uh, get my. I should have my tabs up and ready, guys, before I start recording. But that's okay, because we here at Mark Out Movie Podcast love to live dangerously. All right. Um, do like, we like Polly dangerously? All right. Home Alone came out in 1990. Uh, it was uh, directed by Chris Columbus, who was a protege of uh, John John Hughes. John Hughes uh, is the uh, producer of this film. Um, it came out was re- 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 was released November sixteenth, nineteen ninety, um, and uh, let's see. The music was composed by John Williams, which you can hear his uh, iconic music in this film. I think it's his music kind of makes the film a little bit more. Um, and then uh, it has a. Uh, uh, I'm gonna let Brandon go ahead and tell the uh, what it has. Radium wise on the streaming services. Please don't let me get burnt by this heater. 
<laughs> trying not to let you get burnt by the heater. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <clears throat> I had to clear my throat for a second. Uh, but anyway, IMDb gives this a 7.6 out of 10. Pretty solid score, I think. Mm-hmm. Common Sense Media gives it a 4 out of 5. Great score. Never heard of Common Sense Media. I haven't either. But <laughs> kudos to them. Rotten Tomato sucks. They only give us a 65%. Is this Home Alone 1? Yep. That's giving that? 65%. Oh, oh Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Is that, uh, who's that, who score? Is that the overall score? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. 65. Oh. I, I imagine audience score is a lot higher. Well, I would say so. Uh, the yeah. Google score is 95%. Way to go, Google people. So, this star, this movie stars, um, obviously, Macaulay Culkin. Uh, Macaulay, 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 uh, Culkin. Um, I'm trying to get to the, let's get to the IMDb page for this. So Did you say Kevin McAllister? As, Macaulay Culkin <laughs> is Kevin McAllister. Uh, it also stars uh, Joe Pesci as Harry, Daniel Stern as Marv, uh, John Hurd as Peter McAllister, uh, Robert Blossom as Marling. I guess that's the old man. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Catherine O'Hare as Kate. Angela Gothels as Lenny. We don't care about the rest of them. De- Devin Re- well, Buzz. We care about Buzz. We're going to get Buzz. Buzz. <laughs> and then also there's... uh, We're going to go ahead and uh, mention McCauley's... Oh, John Candy makes a cameo in this beautiful movie. Uh, And then uh, Rory Culkin is in here somewhere. As, uh, what's the kid's name? Because he drinks all the sodas. That's a running, running gag. Um, he, he, uh, I can't remember. Fuller. Fuller, that's right. Fuller wets the bed. All right. Um, so let's see. Uh, an eight year old troublemaker must protect his house from, um, his, his house from a pair of burglars when he is accidentally left home alone by his family during Christmas vacation. I disagree with that synopsis. So he's not a yeah, I, all right, we're going to talk about that. So the so the movie starts out uh, with, uh, you see Joe Pesci inside, the, standing in the foyer, I guess, of the uh, residence of the McAllister home, which is a huge home. Yeah, uh, I don't know what Kevin's father does for a living. Uh, so, I don't think we find out. Is he a banker or something? He, he, he has to be stealing money, because there is no way he can afford to fly his whole family to France and to Miami the next year. He's like, a lawyer. He, oh, he has to be something. I don't know. And then his mom, what does she do? But and they have like, she like, something. She has like seven kids, seven, six or seven kids. Um, and so yeah, it's it's a household. It's a crazy house at this time, uh, Christmas time at the McAllister's house. So and you literally don't care about any of them except for Macaulay, and, Culkin, and Buzz. All right, so Joe, uh, so Joe Pesci, who is Marv, uh, oh Harry. Uh, see, the I've always. In my mind, I always thought that he was Marv because of the part where he gets the M branded onto his hand. And I was thinking M for Marv, but it's Harry. So, Harry is um, pretending to be a police officer. Um, and you don't know this at first when you first see him. And he's trying to get uh, anybody's attention. Everybody's running by him. People's busy. People packing. People moving around. Uh, you get introduced to kind of the character's um, mannerisms. Early on, like you'll see, uh, for instance, the we there's brothers and sisters that we don't know and don't really care about. <laughs> One is from Pete and Pete, so you see that guy go through there, uh, and then you see sisters going through, and then you see 
you know, uh, you see the Uncle Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank is the cheap state cheapskate. So Uncle Frank doesn't. He, but it sets up his his character. Like the pizza man comes, he grabs the pizza, and he looks like, oh well, my brother's gonna pay for it, or you know, whoever, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you see that uh, he is. You just see his ma- mindset is is a cheap dude that likes to get get freebies, you know. But he has one of the best quotes in the movie. Look what you did, you little jerk. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so we have we have this happening with the uh, with the McAllisters uh, packing, and Joe Pesci is standing uh, as Harry standing there. Uh, Piece of man comes. There's a big running gag of everybody knocking down this little statue yeah. in front of the house. Um, and so uh, he he pretty much is trying to find out. Who's in charge? Who's leaving? Where are they going? And saying, "Oh well, we're going to secure your house." He's really just coping the uh, house, see, seeing how how it is. So that, uh, and then he finally runs into uh, Kevin McAllister, uh, and Kevin, you know, sees him. And he says, uh, "Yeah, Merry Christmas" or something like that. He has a little gold tooth that shines, yeah. and so that is a red. That's uh, not red herring, but that's a something that's going to come back later on. Um, but Kevin, as you can see, Brandon, going back to your point, they call him a troublemaker in the synopsis. But we see that at the end, I believe that he, his family is, is his family is, is full of jerks. Oh, yeah. Like, the way they treat him, like, you know, I don't think that, like, nothing, like, he's, he's disrespected by Buzz and the other kids in the house and nobody. It's his sister or whoever calls him lazy compatant. You know, lazy and incompetent. Yeah. You know, uh, and then um, you know his uncle Frank calls him a jerk. Uh, they make him, they they t- kick him out of his own room. He has to sleep on the hot bed with Fuller. Who wets the bed? Wets the bed, and he's like, he this kid Fuller, like literally loves to pee on people, because <laughs> he looks at Kevin. He says if he drinks, if he's drinking coke, sodas or whatever, you know, he's going to wet the bed. And he's looking at him. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he's drinking it and drinking it down. And he's looking at him like, yeah, I'm going to pee on you tonight. You know, so there is psychological problems with this family. Um, and then you have uh, Buzz, who is dumb, but he's a bully. Uh, and, and you have his father, Kevin's father, who is an idiot. Uh, because he unplugs the alarm clock. No, no, he does. He does it in the sequel. Does he do it in the first one too? Uh, I think the power just went out in the first one. Oh, the power just goes out in the first one. Okay, but he, but he still, he still. Maybe uh, that is. Maybe it's the second one. The power goes out. Yeah. I, see, I didn't know. Well, I know in the, in the first one the power goes out. The power goes out in the first. In the second one. In the sec. In the first one, he unplugs it to get something and plugs it back in. But the the clock. Um. Flashes, you know. So, but in the first one, the power goes out. They're all going to Paris to visit Kevin's uh, uh, father's, Peter's uh, brother, uh, which you, we never see <laughs> in either movie. Um, yeah, you never see the, the family. Yeah. Um, and and so, supposedly visiting. Yeah. And so... Even in New York, you don't see the family. <laughs> and uh, so, Kevin... Uh, his mom says to him, he needs to pack. Uh, well, no, his aunt says, uh, you need to go and pack your bag. And he's like, oh, me pack? And he's like, what, eight? Eight years old? Yeah. Although he messes up in time, he jumps age in the sequel. 
<laughs> but um, but he's eight, and then Sigley's ten. Um, but but anyway, he he uh pretty much is like I don't know how to pack my bag. I don't know what to do. Will you help me pack my bag? And then like nobody's helping him. They just overlooking him. His mother is not helping him. Uh, and then when they when it's time to eat, he only eats cheese pizza, the most boring pizza in the world. That's what my son eats, cheese pizza. That's what I started off with, too, cheese well, pizza. Well, kids will do that, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and then they eat all the cheese pizza, which Kevin could have just picked off the pepperoni and just called it a cheese pizza, but okay. Okay. Uh, but Buzz ate it deliberately. But Buzz ate it deliberately, and and uh, and as a butthole, it's like, Kevin, uh, get a plate. Nobody's seeing Buzz's, what he's doing. And nobody uh, gets on Buzz for what he does. Either movie, really. He gets away with stuff. And so, also, before this, uh, they was in the room and uh, setting up. Uh, so, Buzz was asking if uh, there's going to be naked women in France. Uh, he's like, not in the winter, you know. But uh, but they see the old man, Mr. Marley, right? Or something so. like that. And he's shoveling. He supposedly has killed his entire block of people. And uh, and get and get their uh, you know, have the body on salt salt. Yeah. As I walk salt, and uh, that's where he keeps the bodies in the in this trash can, and and it's scary, scary story. You see this man, but yeah. So they eating pizza, and then what happens, Brandon? Well, they're eating pizza. <laughs> uh, so Buzz eats his pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Then he's gonna pretend to vomit it up. And uh, what does Kevin do? Kevin pushes him, right? Kevin pushes him. Uh, and he and, um, pushes Buzz and says, I want to say someone else. And they knock down the soda. Goes up, the pizza, not the pizza, the Cokes, the milk, whatever, the drinking falls on everything, the passports, yeah. the food. And specifically, and milk. Gets stuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> specifically, Kevin's ticket yeah. gets destroyed and thrown, on, thrown in the trash and gets covered with more pay, uh towels in the trash can so kevin's already forgotten it's just so kevin's ticket is already forgotten he wouldn't have been able to get on the plane anyway he's just not there so visible to his yeah. own family so his family so his mom and his mom sends him upstairs everybody calls him uh you're such a disease you're da 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 you're da 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 look what you did you little jerk you know <laughs> so he gets all this from everybody and uh, his mother sends him upstairs, and he says, I don't want to go upstairs. I'll be by myself. Don't worry. I'll send Fuller up in a minute. No, I don't want to sleep with Fuller. Fuller wets the bed. Well, then we'll put Fuller somewhere else, and you'll be up there by yourself. And he says, fine. I don't want to be with you guys anyway. He says, if you really mean it, you might say it again. And maybe Santa get to you know, give you what you want. And she's, he's like, I don't want to see none of you ever, ever again. Da, 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 da. I don't want for Christmas to be alone. you know. And then, like... Uh, so the mother could have handled the situation better. She didn't. <laughs> and so they send him upstairs. He's forgotten. Which I think that's realistic, though. When tempers flare, you you don't think. You just say. Yeah. Well, yeah. How would you? How do you think the mother should have responded to Kevin? Should have. Uh, calmly. Uh, been, been an adult. <laughs> and, but literally sent him to bed without food. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Sent him to live without food. Yeah, he. Poor Kevin. Poor Kevin, and probably in the coldest part of the house too. Yeah. No. Uh, and so, 
you know, he's um so he's up there and uh the and so uh, overnight power lines goes down yeah. and they sleep in next thing you know the next morning the uh uh airport vans are there, I guess. To yeah, take them to, to the airport. Take them to the airport, yeah. And uh they slip in then they so there's like crazy scramble people packing people moving people getting stuff people getting in people running to the next they cut to the scene of them running through the airport you know did they do that or is that in the sequel no they're running to the airport there's a scene of them running through the airport in this one too yeah so they're running through the airport uh which this is pre 9-11 you cannot do that now (laughs) so that does not hold up you cannot travel that way um and uh, and so they get there and they get pretty much on the plane and the mom starts realizing, I, I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Did we cut the coffee pot off? Did we do this? Did we do that? You know, and they, and you see that the garage, like, like, cause Kevin looks and sees the, the car's there and the yeah. garage door is open. And so one time the mom asked, did we, did we shut the garage door? He's like, that's what it is. I, I got to do that. So the the writing is really good. Yeah. That it kind of calls back to things. Um, but she realizes that she does what? She left Kevin alone. Alone. Home. Home. Alone. alone. <laughs> and so Kevin's alone. Uh, you all know how the movie goes. He's uh, he gets uh, pretty much he realize he but on Kevin's eight year old thinking, and I love that part. So Kevin's eight-year-old mind is that, oh, I wish his family, I wish my family away, and my family's gone away. <laughs> and so, to a kid that's home alone, he starts partying, jumping on the bed, eating popcorn, running around, you know, doing anything. Like, oh, there's a movie that they set up earlier uh, that they're watching uh, Angels with Filthy Faces. faces. Yes. Uh, I think it's filthy faces or dirty faces, one of them. But I think it's filthy. And uh, and so it's which is a fake movie that they made for just this movie. Um, I wish to, I wish that was a real. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> it looks fun. Uh, but yeah, I actually I start I tried to look for the movie when I was kid when I was young. I was like, I wonder if that's real, but it's not. It's just for this movie. Uh, but uh, so Kevin's watching the movie. Yeah, but it's reason why, and it's funny because his uncle Frank says he can't watch it, and there's a reason because it's so violent. Yeah. It's nineteen thirties, nineteen forties violence, so it's not as violent as like say something today. It's like like better yeah. watch out, <laughs> but you know, but it it's is gangster violence. It's gangster violence, and uh, you know, but it has some great lines. I'm gonna pump your guts full of lead, one, two, ten, or something like that. Yeah. that? Um, and uh, you know, it just oh man, it's such a such a good little. Same, but he's watching. He realizes that no, he shouldn't watch it. Um, and eventually, he realizes that um, the burglars burglars are trying to come to the house. Yeah, and uh, and he plays the video of that movie. He plays that movie, which really doesn't make no, sense. No, at that point, at that part when he for like first try come, he just turns on the backlight, right? Yeah, and they realize, oh, somebody's home. Let's get out of here. So they leave, yeah. uh, and then uh, he hides. And then, uh, and then, like, finally, he's like, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid anymore. And he goes outside, and he says, you hear me? I'm not afraid anymore. Which is, reminding me of, uh, uh, I know what you did last summer. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? 
<laughs> Please don't do that again, Aaron. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that it, was a terrible. That was the worst Jennifer Love Hewitt impression I've ever heard. Uh, okay, you do it better. I probably could. I doubt this, Brandon. But anyway, are you trying? Are you about to try it? No, I ain't gonna try. Mm. Maybe so anyway. we'll, I'll try it when we do versus mode for I know what to do last time. All right, there we go. So I'll hold you to it. So <laughs> you gotta start the episode with that. So uh, what? So what uh, happens after he says he's not afraid anymore? Mr. Marley shows up. And guess what? Shoveling snow. He still is afraid. He's still he? afraid because he runs back into the house like the eight-year-old he is. Yeah, and and that's what's beautiful is in all this, you see they still just an eight-year-old kid. Yeah. Uh, like And even like the scenes where he's getting prepared in the morning to go out shopping or wherever else, uh, you see that he's still just an eight-year-old kid. And uh, I didn't realize... I, I, re- I didn't realize... That the whole cheek scene, it, it was twice. I didn't realize it. I always thought it was just that one when he did it. I didn't realize. I always remember the uh, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas and he does it then. I forgot all about the whole ah the first, the initial one. But yeah. uh, he hates that by the way. Yeah. Oh, he gets McCall? asked to do that. I'm but pretty sure he doesn't do it. For he anything. doesn't. But he says, "Yeah, I hate that." <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess I can understand, but even though if it happened to me, I would love that. I mean, yeah. Well, he's like he's on YouTube a lot, like uh, with the um, Red Letter Media. Uh, he's with uh, Cinemasker at times. He, so he's very active, like doing review shows and stuff. But he actually did, they actually did one episode of uh, Best of the Worst where they watched all the other Home Alone movies with Macaulay Culkin. It was pretty funny to see his response to it and how how much he hates. The fact that there's other movies, it's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. But um, and then on, on uh, Cinemasker, they played the Home Alone video games with Macaulay Culkin, and he hated those those two. But yeah, um, but yeah, the uh, so he. I don't think I've ever played Home Alone video game. I remember it. I remember. I remember it. I, it I it's remember so dumb. Cover, but I, don't I think it's snakes in it, and like, where the hell is snakes in this movie? But it's just like like Nintendo back in the day was. We'll talk. We'll save it for another episode. But I know Rambo had snakes, and I didn't. That makes sense to order, but it's in the he never. Water. Yeah, I know. It, it it like sped out like little fireballs, and it's no, just... no, no snakes don't do that. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any that does that. But so uh, he runs away from Mister Fuller, uh, uh, Marley, uh, and then the next day he goes shopping and stuff like that, and he steals a toothbrush because he sees Mister Marley. So you see, Mister Marley, his hand has a wound. Yeah. I don't know how he got a wound, but he had a wounded hand. But throughout the movie, you see that that wound is healing. So the next time you see him after that, he had a Band-Aid. And the next time after that, you see him in the hand is fully healed. And that kind of is a metaphor for his, his life and the his relationship with his son, which that's deep. Yeah, I, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. Aaron's paying attention to the wounds here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this movie is a really deep movie. Uh, I learned that through... It's not that I'm just it's, I'm just really super smart or anything. It's just on uh, YouTube, uh, Netflix says that uh, movie, uh, the movies that made us, and they do Home Alone, and they talk about the wound and, and what that represents. And I was like, oh, it makes sense. Okay. So this time watching it, I was like, I paid attention to that. And I was like, okay, I can see that it healed. You know, it's scarier. It's less scary. It's healed. He's no longer a scary guy, you know. Uh, and so it's it's really deep. But yeah, so Mr. Marley uh, scares uh, Kevin, and Kevin runs, 
and uh and you can see that scene where he's uh goes through the legs of the people yeah uh that's really the look on uh macaulay's face is real joy it's like because they really was pulling him in pulling him on like a sled in that scene and so that was his real reaction uh and so the look in his face where he's like oh whoa you know that was really his real reaction so uh this movie like you can see that he's a kid yeah. And uh and he gets he almost gets hit by the wet bandits. Yeah. Cuz they, they rob a house. Yeah, Listen. Marv is such a bad person. He not only do you rob they rob houses, but they they destroy the houses. But see, you got to leave your mark. Got to leave a calling card. Your calling card, your mark, whatever you want to call it. You got to leave it. The wet bandits that's the just creating more Damage, but then the cops at the end of the movie when they get caught, he says, "We know exactly what house you hit." Yeah, Marv wants to be famous. <laughs> yeah, there's better ways of getting famous, Marv. Well, there there wasn't YouTube then, so <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, so which one do you like better? You like Marv or Harry better? I think I like Marv better. Uh, I like Harry's. I, I think they work well together. They were like one. My favorite part of the movie. Parts of the movie is just when you see uh, Mar- Marvin Harry and their interaction because you see you, it seems like they're such a natural chemistry, yeah. natural duo. Like I couldn't see nobody else in those roles. You know what I mean? You know, I, I would love to see it. Don't ever happen, <clears throat> but if they were ever. I know they're remaking it or rebooting it or whatever. But if they would have done Marvin Harry when they're older, say mm-hmm. they live together and some burglar was trying to rob them. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to seen that them defend their home, right? Oh, that's as a, older men, you know, as, it would just come full circle yeah. for them. It'd be funny if it was Kevin. It'd be funny, <laughs> or it'd be funny if uh, uh, they are in trouble from somebody and they're coming after them, and uh, they enlist. They don't know what to do, so they enlist Kevin, an older yeah. Kevin, to come into their house to set it up. <laughs> Yeah, for traps, you know. Um, that's, that's, that'd be better than what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, but man, much um, better. So, so when he almost gets hit by the car, he sees uh, he sees Harry. Yeah. And Harry says "Merry uh, Christmas" and the little glimmer. Little go-to. It reminds him, and so they realize essentially through everything, they realize that Kevin is home alone. Yeah. And there's different hijinks that happen throughout that time, but then. Eventually, what it, what it boils down to, Brandon is, Kevin realized he has to defend his home. Yeah, he's got to defend his home. You know, his little eight-year-old mind's got to defend his home. And he's very creative for an eight-year-old, yeah, let me say. He's very creative. He's like, like the MacGyver of eight-year-olds. Which, I mean, is it realistic? No. But it's so much fun to watch. I mean, yeah. And I, I have so much fun watching watching it, even though I knew what was gonna happen. I knew about the uh I knew about like it's, it starts out so simple with um you know, I guess did they he sends uh Marv around the back and then Harry goes to the front and then uh, Harry cannot make it up the steps because it's iced yeah. and he keeps falling and several several Pratt files of him falling and then Marv uh, Marv tries to go down the back. He falls down the whole, whole flight of stairs. Yeah. And then, like, it's just the whole slippery feet. And then, like, he slides and hits the walls to brace himself. And um, 
and then like Kevin <laughs> shoots uh, shoots him with the uh, uh, didn't he shoot him at that point with the uh, in the groin? Or or is that? I was thinking he shot him in the or head. no no in the back they start out back they start going out the back and then they knock and they said maybe he'll just let us in because his kids are stupid no. you know and so they knock and he said we got the Santa Claus little little fella you know we got some candy for you or whatever and um and so Kevin takes the gun they go because it goes to the back door I think it was a BB gun right yeah BB gun and um and shoots uh shoots um Harry in the groin. And then, uh, and then like shoots Marv as well. Like he tells Marv to get go get him, get through the oh, dog he, hole. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up. Characters mixed up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He does shoot him in the groin. And then, uh, and then, uh, Marv tries to go through the door, and uh, Kevin with that little BB gun, whoosh, you yeah. know, shoots him right square in the forehead. And uh, and then that's when Harry decides to go around front, and Marv tries to go in the basement yeah. to get in. And that's when. They do the whole slip file, prat file things. Um, and so let me ask you this real quick, because we all know how that happened. So what would your, uh, what would your favorite, what would your favorite uh, gadget that, uh, that um, Kevin used on him? Like, what was your favorite little thing that got them? Um, uh, for, for both. Let's say for Harry first, uh, Harry, which is Joe Pesci, what was your favorite thing that, that, Got him. When okay, uh, when his hair got on fire and he, he ran right into the snow, I think that's probably my favorite for him. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, for Marv. Marv. What was he walking on? Then he steps on uh, it's a, a nail. It like what, what it looked it? like tar. Yeah. But what was it? I don't know to this day. I don't know what that was. I always thought it was tar, uh, but I don't know I why they would have tar. That's my favorite, but that's probably one of the. Most memorable. Yeah, and it, yeah, he stepped on these screams. All right, for me, for Harry, uh, I would say my favorite for Harry was uh, the uh, I think I want to say it was the uh, I want to say it's the uh, paint can oh, hitting yeah. him. No, 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 no. I, I changed my mind. So my favorite for Harry is uh, when he's. I don't. I forgot what happened to him in the hallway that got him on the ground, but it ties into my favorite for Marv. So my favorite for Marv is when he's laying on the ground, and then Kevin. He's trying to get Kevin, and, and Kevin takes that tarantula and lays it on. I I don't know what it is, but he lays it on his face, and he lets out this large, girly scream, and um and uh it is just so funny. It just it cracks me up, and then like when it goes away and lands on. And runs up on Harry, then Marv, in return, trying to kill it, hits yeah, Harry. Hits Harry. <laughs> and so that, that's my favorite uh, with with them two. Uh, as far as first movie with them two, both of them, I think it's when the tool, the what's it called, it's rolling down the stairs. That's on part two. Is that part two? Yes. For some reason, I thought that was the first. Part. I don't remember this on. On part two, is yeah, you're the, right. It is yeah, because they is at the door. See, you get them it's stuff. They, they, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, so well, okay. Yeah, I guess it was. The, I was thinking that was the first one though, but you're probably right. Well, part two, part one is they end up making it to the thing where they got to try to go across. The, yeah. And then like uh, they realize that Kevin just wants them to run after them, so they go around the other side and they catch him in the house, and they're about to bite his finger off, the, uh, out of all things. 
Uh, and uh, and uh, that's when Mr. Marley shows up and hits, hits him with the shovel. Yeah. Hey, that's how you use a shovel, Black Christmas. That is a shovel. I knew it. That is a snow it, shovel. I knew Aaron was going to bring us up. That's a snow it. shovel. I just knew it. It, may, it, may, it seemed legitimate. Like, oh, yeah, they would knock him out with that. You know? Yeah. Black Christmas, not so much. All right, so... Um, cause that was a plastic <laughs> shovel that they had Black Christmas. Anyway, uh, do you remember that movie? What Black the, Christmas? The one we just saw? Yeah. You still remember much about it? No, I just remember how dumb it was. I remember the story. I don't. I don't remember like like some of the kills. Uh, you didn't see them. Yeah. No. It's just <laughs> I just remember how, how how much time I wasted watching that film. But um, so they get caught in the story. Um, uh, now also. Unbeknownst to his family, which I realized watching this movie again, his family had no idea that he had anything to do with the Wet Bandits in either movie. He had, yeah, they I have don't know no idea. They, I don't see that's got to be a flaw uh, because how do they not know? Because if they're going to jail, right? Mm -hmm. You would think Kevin would have been called to testify. Yeah, especially when they got ready, he broke in their home. I mean. You would think the police would have contacted Well, and they're, they're so dumb. Like, they wouldn't... They're so dumb. Again, it wasn't Mar his house. Mar but Marv is so dumb, he would be, he would totally be like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, we're trying to catch his kid over there at the McAllister house. Da-da-da-da-da. And he had the horrors, and da-da, this is what happened to us. You know, and then the fa and I, I assume the police would then contact the McAllister to be like, yeah, so these two guy robbers that we found uh, burglars said that they tried burglary your house and, and ran into your son. You know? But none of that happened. But, uh, because it's a movie. But, uh, True. but, so, movie. unbeknownst to him, uh, Kevin's mother makes it back to, uh, Chicago by way of the late great John Candy, which is always, I wish they would have had more time with him in this movie. I know it's a cameo, but I just love John Candy. I'm a huge fan of his and, and I, and and it, I just felt like it wasn't yeah. enough time on screen for him. I, I loved. I loved. It would have been funny if they would have cast him as Mr. Marley. Oh, that'd been great. Yeah. That'd been great. Uh, but his John is such a big star. You know, John didn't make as much as the Pizza Man in his movie because he because he 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 was friends with Chris and John John Hughes and stuff. So he did it for little to nothing as a cameo because he wanted to help them make this movie look good or whatever. And so and he and they used him all day long and they wouldn't let him go. Uh, but come to find out, the guy that makes the pizza, the pizza man, uh, makes more money. Got paid more for Home Alone than John Candy did. Yes, wouldn't happen today. No, because the actors today are all about that money. But but that yeah, just also speaks to the credit credibility of John Candy. Who yeah. John John? That man. I, I know I, this isn't about John Candy, but I'm just a I'm just a. I, my, I literally cried when I found out that John died, and I, and I never knew the guy at all, other than just him entertaining me in movies. And uh, you know, even to this day, I'm, he just holds a big place in my my heart, in my childhood. When I was younger, I didn't care much for him. I hadn't seen much either. Like I think my most familiar film with him, would, aside from Home Alone, Uncle Buck. Would, no, it wasn't even Uncle Buck. Mm. It was Summer Rental. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah I really liked that one. But, Is that with him, Dan Aykroyd? Uh, no, it's The Great Outdoors. Okay. Uh, Summer Rental. Summer Rental. With uh, the guy from Rambo. Yeah. Uh, Colonel. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. 
Oh, yeah. They, they race at the end. Their boats. Yeah, I, I just... He gets a bad sunburn in that movie. I, I just, remember that, yeah. I really enjoyed that movie. That That's probably my most memorable moment from John Candy as, as a youngster. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just didn't see a lot of his work. Right. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, but John helped him. The Poker King of the Midwest <laughs> helped, helped uh, uh, his mom uh, make it home. Um, Kate. Kate, Kate, nobody knew the parents' names really, uh, but the mother made it home. I always knew the father's name was Peter. <laughs> yeah, but... I think I knew that, but I never knew what the mom's name was. But and I know I Buzz. Don't. You I say know, it's Kate. But I... <laughs> I know Buzz's name. It's Mrs. McAllister, as far yeah, as I'm yeah. concerned. But uh, but they make it, so the mom makes it home. She she traded passport. She traded jewelry, money, da da da, just to get home. No. And and really, it's for nothing because the parent the if that she would have just waited for that one flight, she but but also it shows how much she really cared about her kid that she yeah. was willing to give risk everything to do whatever to make it home for her to her son, yeah. and so that that's that's what that speaks to, um, but yeah, I like that um, I like that uh, so she makes it home, and Kevin and her embrace, and then the kids they all come home. Uh, and, uh, you know, Kevin looks out the window and sees that Mr. Marley, cause he, he told Mr. Marley, you know, he's estranged with his son that he needs to, you know, call his son and, you know, so they can kind of mend that. And, and it looks like he mended it. And, um, and it's such a, it's just such a great ending, such a good rap. Buzz is mad cause he destroyed his room. Um, <laughs> but he was impressed with Kevin. Yeah. Before he found out that he destroyed, before he destroyed his room, before he found out his Destroyed the room. Yeah, because they, they thought that he was not going to survive on his own. And come to find out, Kevin did. He, he grocery shop. He had milk in the house. He, uh, you know, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I remember the scene in the hotel room where they they said they were feeling sorry for Kevin. And Buzz was like, I don't feel sorry for that little twerp. I'm not sure if that's the exact line, but... <laughs> and he says, uh, for three reasons. One. Three, one. Then he said, A. A. No, like, no, he said one, and then he said B, and then he said, said D. D. Didn't he? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like so dumb. But hey, one thing I, I want to talk about this: Buzz in both films kind of steals the st- every time that guy is on screen, he steals the he steals it because he, he does. He, he does. Uh, it just he's like, the only memorable like family brother, member. cousin, whatever. In other both than, other than other than the Uncle Frank, who's a cheapskate. That's the only people I remember is Fuller, who wets the bed. Buzz, who's the punk bully brother, and Uncle Frank, who's the cheapskate. Those are the only three family members I remember. They could have replaced rest of the family members with other people. Did they? No. And I wouldn't have even known. See, I, I can't. Even I've seen it a million times, but I just, I can never replace the family members. I just remember one brother because him being in Pete and Pete, the adventures of Pete and Pete. Uh, uh, Redhead? Yeah. And then the sister looks kind of familiar, but one of the kids, I don't even know. I, to this day, I don't know who is siblings with Kevin other than Buzz. I don't know. I couldn't tell you who else is his brothers and sisters. I think they have three boys and maybe two girls, but I don't know. So does Frank? Frank got kids too. Fuller's one of his kids. Yeah, I know Fuller's one of his kids. Yeah, I, I didn't know that until... Part two, when Fuller said, Mom, Dad, get up. It's Christmas. And then, like, they load up. You know, I'm like, oh, so that's it. That's that kid. 
<laughs> I learned that then. Maybe Fuller's their only kid. No, I think those other kids, oh, because the other kid said, oh, my dad is in Paris. My my parent isn't here. He's in Paris. And so they're going to Paris to see the father. But well, if the parents is in Paris, why did those kids get to come back at the end of the movie? Why didn't they just stay with the parents? But in both reasons. movies. <laughs> Listen, these parents are negligent. But, uh, um, but yeah, man. They didn't um, have the money to hire the parents. That's right. But, uh, so, in Home Alone, uh, let's see, we have uh, the ending, and uh, Kevin gets the best of the uh, wet bandits. He gets reunited with his family. And, Marv, yeah. shut up. And, uh, and they, uh, yeah, we're the wet bandits, you know. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, so, I, I've, I loved... I love this movie. I thought thought it was uh, magical. Uh, it is a magical film, and it changed how these kind of films were made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie that, in watching that, how movies get made, uh, it's a movie that nobody had. Nobody. It was. It's now still to this day one of the largest grossing uh, little films in history. Uh, it's like, like it was. It was wasn't made for much money. Um, it was initially going to come out by, I want to say Fox or, no, not Fox, but uh, Warner Brothers or somebody like that was going to release it or MGM. One of them was going to release it then, and then they kept having restrictions. No, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Finally, there's like, all right, no, we're just not going to make your movie. And then like, they wasn't going to make the movie, but at the same time, the guy that was trying to get the movie made was talking to Fox and yeah. said, yeah, um, they're not gonna give us this amount for this movie, and they like Fox said, "We'll give y'all that. We'll give you that to make this movie." And so Fox gave them money to make the movie. That's why it's on Disney Plus because Disney be, uh, bought Fox. Sadly, I guess. Well, I'm you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't mind uh, I, I, as long as you some might of, mind in a few years. <laughs> Yeah, I guess when when some movies aren't gonna get made, like Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, if they do a Predator PG thirteen show, like that's the rumor. I, I expect an Alien PG thirteen show as well. Yeah. Uh, I I just I think it's it. I don't, I don't think it hurts right now, but I think it's gonna hurt later on. Maybe if they do what what Disney would have to do, it like how um, you know some companies will have their their flagship production company uh but then they will have like a horror brand like new line cinema had uh i think new line has dimension i think they had dimension but uh they should just continue to use the name fox yeah yeah and make fox the horror or rated r stuff you know um but but it's still disney disney getting all the money you know but um but yeah i agree with that um if they own the name i mean I assume they own the name. They they should own the properties, but I I assume they. Well, even if they own the properties, they if they don't own the name, they should at least make it a um. Make it a um. You know, anyway, uh, make it make it make a company that specializes in their radar material. Yeah. Uh, and that was still was not Disney, but it's Disney owned. And there you go. Um. Got a question for you? Yeah. Uh. The reaction, I think, I'm going to ask you. Who made this movie for you? 
who stole this movie for you. And let's see. I I just go with those two. Who made this movie for me and who stole the movie for me? Who made the movie for me would be I think casting Macaulay Culkin is Kevin Kevin McAllister. I honestly that's why the rest of the little Home Alone movies didn't work is because Kevin uh Macaulay uh was the best person that they could have cast as Kevin McAllister. He had a he had a charm about him. He was a cute kid, uh precocious, but yet like old like old enough to handle the material. Yeah. And so I say that he made the movie for me and then the other follow up question was Who stole it? Who stole it? I would say the uh I would say the the uh, uh Marvin Harry stole it because yeah. they were uh they was so they their their chemistry like originally before uh D- Daniel Stern got this role, uh it was gonna go to another guy. I forgot his name. But and I I'm thinking of his face, I see his face, but I forget his name. But it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't work with anyone else. Yeah, I other agree. than two. For me, Macaulay was definitely the reason why I love this movie. I mm-hmm. mean, he just. I think they got stole it for me. I would love to say both because I think they're both amazing actors. Even Daniel Stern, I think he's amazing in what he does. But for me, the person that stole the movie was Daniel Stern. Uh, he, I felt that he stole so many scenes he was in with uh, Joe Pesci. Hmm. And to be able to steal scenes from Joe Pesci, that's saying a lot. Yeah. Because uh, he's just uh, such an amazing talent. Uh, he, not just dramatic actor, but he can do comedy as well. Mm-hmm. He's all around balanced actor. So I, I felt Daniel stole the scenes, and I think I felt that Pesci let him. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, Pesci, Pesci, it felt like Pesci. Was it? Pesci was, at this time, probably the biggest star they had in this movie. Yeah. Uh, other than that cameo from John Candy, but I think Pesci was the biggest star that they had. Um uh, and uh but yeah he, he was just coming off of uh Goodfellas a few years before that, right? Yeah, I think so. And so to, for him to play um in a in a movie where he's uh not this cussing guy, you know Yeah. He, uh, but but he was clearly the leader of the bunch. Uh but he never like he never even though Marv is clearly dumb, clearly. he never, he never, like in movies like this now, you have one that will berate the other. You idiot. Da, 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 da. But he never, if uh, maybe you correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, but I don't think he ever really made Marv feel like he was dumb. No, I don't. I, th- I think that they kind of, they kind of respected one another. Yeah. And you can tell that, like, I would love to see even a movie of, I know now it wouldn't be the same because it's not them two. But it'd be kind of cool to see a backstory of how they became criminals together. Uh, but you can tell that they've been doing it for a long time. But I agree with you. I think that Joe Pesci allowed Daniel Stern to uh, kind of shine because I didn't know Daniel Stern before this, before Home Alone. And then after this, he maybe, I think he just now. I don't know if he just came off of City Slickers before this, or he got City Slickers I, because of this. I would say he got City Slickers after this. I think that was 91. Okay. Uh, 
I think I this might be why he got City Slickers. See, this was the first time I saw Daniel Stern, uh, but I've seen a few films before this. Uh, Leviathan, I think. Yeah, that was the one he was in. The one that's like Alien Underwater. Mm-hmm. The really good one. I think this is, but this is the first time with, with Daniel, as far I mean, as I know, playing more comedic. Yeah. Because he's a serious actor. Yeah. But uh, He's kind of like Leslie Nielsen in that aspect. He was known as a serious actor. Yeah. And, Home Alone changed his life like Naked Gun changed Leslie's life. So yeah, yeah, well, I, airplane, I, yeah, airplane, yeah, uh, which I have yet to see. Oh my goodness! I know it's crazy. Do I need to let you borrow that, or do you have it? I think we have both. Okay, well, I don't just, think he's in both though. He's only in the first he, one, right? Yeah, I think he's only in the first. But uh, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I agree with that. So, cause it's because of this movie that he was playing. He he got to play uh. You know, one of the dudes with Billy Crystal and uh, City Slickers. City Slickers. And then, got to go I think on. he was in City Slickers too as well. Yes. And he went on to play in Bushwhacks. Yeah, I remember Bushwhacks. And Celtic Pride. Yep. Uh, with uh, with uh, Dan Aykroyd. Slater, Dark Comedy, where they accidentally kill a hooker. Yeah. Um, I remember so that. He, and, then he, and then he also, uh, later on, uh, played uh, in, the re- in the sequel, the official sequel to Christmas Story. As the father, in oh, that not seen that nobody has, but uh, but he's in there. Well, I uh, mean, he might be a good reason to watch. Maybe, but uh, it's probably not good. Yeah, <laughs> but Daniel Stern now is because of this movie. Even though they were supposed to be scary bad guys, I never felt like they were scary bad guys. No. Especially especially Marv. Marv seemed like he wasn't really a bad guy. He just he just like you know had this like little. It just seemed like Marvel was just having fun. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It looks like seemed like a lot of people had fun in making this film. But <laughs> all right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on real quick. Before we do, let's get your mark out movie podcast scores for Home Alone. Five. Out of five. five. I agree. I agree. Uh this movie is an instant classic. Well, it, it was an instant classic then and it's like was nineteen ninety, so I mean it's twenty this. over twenty plus years. Well over twenty like thirty now? Almost thirty. Yeah, wow. So thirty in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, I don't know when it came out, but uh, it, uh, it, November be, of nineteen ninety. November so of ninety one. This time next year it will be thirty. Thirty years. Yeah. Since we're in late December. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. Um, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So we're gonna uh, pause real quick. We're gonna What's get into. Did you say five? Yeah, I gave five. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> we're gonna pause and we're gonna come back with Home Alone two. All right, so we're back uh, after that word from one of our sponsors. Good hands, Brandon. Good hands. All right, so now Glad we're going to... Pop was on. <laughs> uh, Home Alone came out in 1990. Now we're hitting up Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, who takes place in 1992. In this uh, synopsis, after snarky youth... Why do you keep calling him this? After <laughs> snarky youth, Kevin McAllister loses track of his father at the airport. He mistakenly gets on a plane headed... For New York City, while the rest of McAllister's fly to Florida, now alone in the Big Apple, Kevin con- Kevin cons his way into a room at the Plaza Hotel, and begins uh, begins his usual antics. But when Kevin discovers that the Sticky Bandits are on the loose, he struggles to stop them from robbing an elderly man's toy store just before Christmas. Movie released 19 uh, November 20th, 1992. Directed by Chris Columbus as well. 
music also uh, John Williams music uh, re- returns. Did he? I didn't think he returned. Uh, he didn't return after the third. Um, well, after the third. Yeah, he did the third. No, no, he didn't return for the third. I mean, uh, I don't. Did uh, Chris Columbus returned? Chris Columbus. Did he direct it? Uh, I, I think he was a producer on the third. I don't think that he was. Or maybe yeah, he's a writer was, on the third. I tried to watch that movie. That movie. Nobody can. All right. So this movie's two hours and one minute long. Yes, it's a long movie. Um, <laughs> considering. Uh, yeah. Uh, IMDb six point seven out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes thirty three percent. That's unfair. Voodoo four point five out of five, and ninety five percent like this movie on uh, Google. All right. Well, I, well, yeah. I maybe can understand Rotten Tomatoes here. They maybe they felt they were just repeating themselves. It, it felt like that. Uh, but I don't mind it. Personally, right. I mean. Well, I, I will say this: like this movie also. Um, so, in this movie, we have uh, the McAllisters this Christmas going to Florida. Uh, so, we we pick up supposedly a year later, right? Supposedly, yeah. Um, and so... I would say it has to be two. I mean, they they should have made it two. They should have made it a year. It should have made it two. Um, but, yeah, so, they pick up a year later. Year to two years later. Because Kevin says he's ten now. Where, you know. But, um, anyway... He um, so they are in the in the hustle bustle. Difference is you don't have Joe Pesci at delivery. They are uh getting ready for going to on a on a trip. I forgot. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, they also introduce a toy that they was was very prominent in this movie. It, it should have got a, like a, a credit at the end of the movie. That little top toy. Yeah. yeah. I remember when it came out. I did too. I wanted it, but I never got it. Yeah, I wanted it too. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, my my mom them gave me a little small thing where you could like a little small thing you can record your voice, and then uh play it back. You know, uh, I remember I recorded The Simpsons is an episode where they was whacking snacks, and, and uh and they said okay whackers start your whacking. You know, and I recorded that little. Well, that was not good. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you hear, you know, all, all that. Hope you can share that with anyone. Oh well, I was I was a kid. I was, you know, like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, you shouldn't have shared it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. But anyway, all right. So they're going to um, Florida. Kevin doesn't really want to go to Florida. He's watching the he's watching like Jeopardy or something like that in the, his room with his mom, and uh, he realized that. Uh, also, in the first one, I, I didn't mention this that uh, one reason why they forgot Kevin. Is the mom told the sister, whoever, to count, and they counted heads, but they miscounted one of the neighbor kids' heads because he was yeah. going through the the luggage, and she mistaken it. She mistaken him for Kevin. Yeah. But then she also counted herself twice as well, so they was gonna be screwed either way, because she counted her. She said her head, and then Buzz is throwing out other letters, numbers, trying to confuse her. So they was all screwed. They were screwed from the get go. But yeah. in this one. Uh, they uh, he it sets it up. He sees the Plaza Hotel in New York City. Um, he's playing with that toy. He needs to go get a toothbrush, so he catches his uncle singing a song. Uh, he records that. Um, I, don't I know. have a question for you though. Yeah, because just does it like is it normal for families to go on vacations during Christmas? 
Not my family. And mine neither. Mine was always in July. <laughs> yeah, I never, me, my growing up, we never took family vacations. We only, unless we're going to like Tompkinsville to see my grandmother. But that's like in Kentucky, but it's like in the, in the country. That's but a, That's a vacation? That's all we did. We didn't do vacations uh, growing up. Uh, I didn't do vacations until I got married. But, um, but yeah, um, you no. Know, so, no, I didn't. And, and and also, this guy is paying for his family to go to Florida this time around. But, anyway. Yeah, he, I, I want that dad. Yeah, I want that <laughs> Actually, I had that dad. He took me to Florida several times. So, but, um, so you see that Kevin has a toy that he records people. So, it's going to be used in the movie. Uh, you see, uh, his, uh, he records Uncle Frank in the shower. He records his Uncle which Frank in the shower. comes tree. back to being a, oh, oh, yeah. I will say this about this movie. It may be repetitive, but I think it's, it's, it's funnier. Well, I think, honestly, I, I, I think that only to tell in the third act is repetitive. I think, I think everything up until then isn't, it, there's some repetitiveness, like in a hotel, but, uh, but. I thought that it was it was original enough to keep me interested. You know yeah. what I mean? Like um, I I like the idea of introducing this whole nother sub antagonist group of the hotel staff. I like that. Like Tim Curry, Tim Curry is excellent in this movie. He could have been God the bless Grinch. Tim Curry. Yeah, he really could have. That that little uh, overlay when it goes from the Grinch's face to his face. Yes. Uh, but yeah, just uh. And then uh, a very young Rob Schneider. Yeah, me and Beth were talking about it. It's like, I can't believe they cast Rob Schneider in this role before he came famous. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's like a small role. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it, but but it, it, it probably also gave place for Rob to get work yeah. in other things because he, he had to be very comedic and very, you know. Uh, this had, is when Rob's at his best, though, when he's not the main attraction. Yeah, yeah. he Like, he was... Memorable, and then uh, I forget the name of the lady uh, in the hotel. Uh, let me see. Um, I'm trying to see. The... I love when he's holding out his hand, and wanting money. Yeah, and he gets he gets gum. But we can talk about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, all right. So the family this time around, all right, they have a play to go to, uh, like where they're singing and Kevin's singing. Buzz takes the lights, hold it to his ear, pranks him, playing off his head. Kevin gets mad. Kevin hits him. Everybody falls. It's very, it, it's very comedic. Uh, yeah. Things fall down. Hit the teacher, uh, the piano player, or whatever. And then you know, so they're in trouble. Do they like have a family meeting? Yeah, and Kevin and and Buzz apologizes for uh, you know doing what he did, and it's Buzz insincere. He oh listens. yeah, and he says, "Top that, you little." I forget the word he said. Twerk. Twerp or, or turd or something like a turd nugget or something like that. And then, uh, and so Kevin says, I'm not sorry. He's not sorry. You know, he da da da. He's playing you. You all are not seeing that he's playing you. And da da da. You know, so they get mad. They send him up. The mom walks him upstairs again. I think in this attic again, maybe, or just, in, I don't know. But anyway, she sends him upstairs and says, Well, you need to, you know, maybe you'll get your wish this time of year. You know, that, you know, She's repeating her own self. So, this time... Happened last year. Maybe it happened yeah, again this yeah. year. Well, it happens. Well, actually, it, it, it sets it up like it's going to happen. She's like, well, we forgetting. Where's Kevin? And Kevin turns around and says, hey, I'm right here. Thank you. He takes his ticket. Oh, he's here. They get on the plane. Now, what's beautiful about this... Uh, well, they get to the airport, I mean. 
So what's beautiful about this is when Kevin is running uh, through the airport, he's trying to get his batteries from his bags. His father, he has his father's bag, uh, which has the money. Oh, he has a lot of money on him. Anyway. Uh, he's rich. <laughs> man. <laughs> I mean, you've seen his house, right? But, yeah. um, and so they, they're running through the airport, and then Kevin's putting this in. But what's perfect is there's another guy that is wearing the same exact jacket as his father. Yeah. And he loses track, and he starts following this other guy as if it's his father, um, but it's not. And uh, and next thing you know, uh, you know he's on the wrong plane, but he doesn't know that. He asked the guy next to him on the plane, "Hey, have you been to Florida, Florida before? How is it?" And the guy's speaking French, which is a callback to the first movie. Uh, and uh, and so he gets to New York, and who but Ali Sheedy? Is playing, you know, Ali Sheedy is. I know she is. Yeah. She uh from uh from John Hughes Breakfast Club from a lot of he's she's the original Brat Pack member. Yeah. She's playing. She has a cameo as the uh, airport uh, receptionist. I don't know what you call her, but uh, but yeah, it's just if That's no not, if you don't know who she is, you would think that she's just a bit character being cast as. That. I did not know she was in it. I'll be honest with Until, you. Until do you realize who she was when you saw it this no. time around? Still didn't realize it's her. Doesn't realize it's Ali Sheedy, man. Man, that's like I'm like Ali Sheedy, and you know it's funny when I watch it as a kid. I don't think I noticed it as Ali Sheedy, and until this, I just happened to look. I'm like it's Ali Sheedy. Uh, so she's in it. Uh, future president of the United States makes a cameo. D- Donald Trump <laughs> makes a cameo in this movie. Are we gonna talk about Donald? <laughs> no, but uh, he makes. But a cameo. I actually marked out for it, and I ain't gonna yeah. lie for all you Trump haters. Just ignore this part. Uh, yeah. And I'm not saying I'm a Trump supporter. I don't care either way. But, and that's probably not going to say. What, what, what I will say, <laughs> when he shows up in the movie, I was like, Donald Trump! Yeah. And Beth just gave me a look. Yeah, uh, he shows up. But he's in the movie. He's in the and, movie. It's cool, it's cool. Hey, hey like, like it or not, the man is a part of the WWE Hall of Fame. He is. Like so, it or not. And can't impeach that. Yeah, can't <laughs> impeach that. But, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, Man, so he shows up. So Kevin ends up going to the hotel. Uh, he uh, scams his way to get in a room. He really does. I wonder does. how much he got paid. Who, Donald? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was humble and did it for free. <laughs> Donald was so New York. And so it's, 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 it makes sense that he would see Donald Trump at the, at the plaza. Well, but even though he owns his own hotel. But anyway, um, Trump Plaza. Maybe. Is that the Trump Plaza? I don't think it was. It, you know, it could have been. Maybe it was his hotel. Maybe, maybe it was the Trump Plaza. But, uh, yeah, so he, uh, all right, so he makes his way into the room. He gets in, into the hotel. Uh, Tim Carey spots him already. And so tells, tells Rob Schneider to, you know, look, look, take, take, you know, scan, like find out what's going on with this kid. Um, and yeah, so there's a lot of hijinks. Going back to what Brandon says, so earlier when uh, uh, Kevin recorded his Uncle Frank in the shower uh, singing Cool Jerk, uh, there is a scene in this where uh, Kevin hears someone coming into his hotel room, and so he scrambles, goes, I don't know how he got the pulley system set up in time, but and blew up this <laughs> doll. Yeah, it's not realistic, but... But anyway, he got it all working, and he got this clown... Flotation device. Unless he had it set up just in case. Yeah, maybe he did. Um, but uh, he, so he got this clown and he's singing. 
And so the guy thinks that uh, he is hearing uh, uh, the uncle or the father. The father. The father uh, singing in the uh, shower. And so uh, and he, go, he tells Tim Carey, actually, to, uh, he says, get out of here if I knock you silly. You know, you little pervert. You little pervert. You know, um, and so he leaves out and, and he's, uh, he's, you know, gets out or whatever. And uh, Kevin tells him in the next day, hey, yeah, you ain't going to see my father for the rest of the trip. <laughs> would you would you want to see a guy that came and sh- stared at you in the shower? I don't think so. You know, and so. I uh, imagine not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he kind of gets rid of Tim Carey and that problem for just a little bit until later on. It comes back up and they, you know, go. And they check his credit card. Yeah. They realize it's been stolen. Yeah. And then. Because the parents have went to the police. Yep. And. Report is stolen. Yeah. Because he. And, and it's funny. It, they would know where he was. And it's funny is uh, both movies, their family vacations where they go to has been terrible. So in France, it was terrible because they're stuck in. The hotel, a room, or whatever, and it's just French TV, and they wasn't understanding. And Miami, they stuck there, and they're watching. It's a Wonderful Life, but it's also in French. Some for some reason, it's just funny that that was like a running gag that it's in French. And I, I give that I give this movie this. It still has running gags, and I enjoy I enjoy a good running gag. And so it has that running gag. It has the running gag with the uh, uh, with the uh. The little statue getting knocked over at the beginning. But, yeah. So, I enjoyed the running gags. Um, but, yeah. In, in France. Not France. In New York. Kevin runs into who? Oh, he runs into the wet bandits. That but are now. The wet bandits. They're the sticky bandits. Why are they the sticky bandits, Brandon? Because Marv is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he starts. He tapes something to his hand. He starts he lifting. He steals coins from a Santa. Yeah, from a Salvation Army Santa. Yeah. Um, What's wrong with you, Marv? And he steals hats. He steals... Scarves. He just... Gloves that he can't fit. Like yeah. kids' gloves. Mittens. They cannot fit. Uh, he's but just it's stealing... Inter- it's just still entertaining. It's though. still entertaining. Uh, and they... You know, and so as he's walking across the street, Harry spots uh, Kevin, but he doesn't realize that it's him. He's like, ah, oh, maybe it's him, but it makes no sense. It couldn't be him. You know, because it's New York, big city, just happened to be maybe PTSD. I don't know. But kind of find out, no, it is him. And he spots him because Kevin uh, eventually gets in the limo and goes to the toy store. And uh, it's it's a toy store that I wouldn't want to visit because it doesn't have toys that I would like. It's like more like, I don't know, wooden toys, things like Like for little kids that really dig this stuff. Not I, mean, I was into He-Man and stuff. So this wouldn't be in my... Yeah, own. this wouldn't work today. This store would have went out of business in the mid-90s. It's not it's, it's not even a good... It's not as good of a toy store as the toy store in Big. That is a better toy store than Big. But anyway, this is a version more, more Big and toy store in this one. But, uh, but yeah, it would have went out of business. You know my favorite business. toy story? Story or story? Uh, uh, toy. <laughs> store! You know what I'm saying. Brandon. My favorite toy... Toy Story see? Boom. is Toy Story. <laughs> see, see, see. Hey, He's the buzz. Listen, Brandon is the buzz of the Mark Out Movie Podcast. I'm the buzz? I don't want to be the buzz. You're no the buzz. one wants to be the buzz. You're the buzz, you little pervert. I don't pervert. think I'm a, no. <laughs> I'm a space hero. 
To infinity and beyond. No, 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 no. Not, not Buzz Lightyear. I'm talking about Buzz of the McAllisters. Why am I the Buzz? <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, so he runs into Marv and Harry. Why and, can't I be Harry? <laughs> no, no. If we're going to be one of them, I'm going to be the Harry. You can be the Marv. Why did I got to be Marv? Because you identify more with Marv. I do? Yes. I don't think so. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, they uh, they run into Kevin. Because uh, I was gonna be a thief, I would not. Brandon, let's get be back on point. Stinky or wet? Okay. <laughs> Sounds weird from you, Brandon. Anyway, of course it does. It's me. <laughs> but all right, so we so we have them go. We have another movie to review, Brandon. We do. All right, so uh, so with this being said, uh, Kevin <laughs> runs into these guys, and they uh. They pretty much he gets away from him. Uh, he screams. He gets away from him. Uh, they chase him. They find him. They catch him, uh, and they're walking him somewhere. And then uh, he records them talking about their scheme, what they're gonna do, and uh, he pinches this girl. But although that, this is a callback because it happened early in the movie, yeah, where uh, he like accidentally like touches her butt or something. I don't know what happened, but. Uh, she smacks him. She punches him this time, and then she punches the other one. His so, uh, hand was on her purse, and he couldn't get off. Yeah, because it was sticky. Yeah, yeah, it's what happened. All right, and so, uh, and so, let's get to it. All right, so he gets caught at the hotel. They do that the filthy angels face thing again, which this one wasn't as funny. What made it as funny is Tim Carey. Tim yeah. Carey crawling, crawling, army crawling. Out the room, seeing people to hide and duck for cover, um, but uh, that was funny. Now, oh, there's another part in this movie, Brandon, that was like I cringed. Is when he went on top of the World Trade Center. I cringed. I was like, Ugh. I, I, I'm still not used to seeing him in movies and stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, pre you know pre nine eleven or even now that they people digitally bring him in movies because of you know if it takes place in that time frame, just. It's so hard to see them. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. Oh. And Kevin was on top of that joint in this one. He was on top of one of the towers. And I'm like, oh. Because oh. nobody knew in 91, 92 that what was going to happen in 9 11, 2001. Uh, yeah, no one knew. But yeah. Aaron has just killed. <laughs> He's killed the party here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, <laughs> let's bring it back. So. Kevin runs into a bird lady in the park. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, she she when she's on screen, I want to leave. I don't know why. I wouldn't want to touch her because I, she's I just, covering bird poop, and yeah. I just well, I just just she at the, at the end when he hugs her, I'm like, eh, no, you're right, you're right. Marley's much better, uh, but he needs somebody to be afraid of who then later on to just understand. But does he really? Because that's, 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 that's repeating the, what they did in the first one. This movie is a repeat of the first one. This movie is a repeat of the first one. Now, the Pratt Falls and stuff, when it gets to the McAllister house, the other McAllister house in New York, <laughs> and he sets up all the little gadgets and stuff like that there, it's not as good as the first. Like, like so there's a doorknob scene where he pulls, uh, Marv pulls the doorknob, and he gets the, uh, the, uh, Staple gun in his yeah. butt, it's crying in his face, and then Harry gets—I forgot what Harry, uh, what Harry got. 
at that point. It's just oh the the what what was funny? Let's go ahead and get to this real quick. So because you know that Kevin is gonna make it there, and they're gonna he has to encounter encounter the sticky bandits. So what what my favorite. My favorite uh, thing that happened to Marv is when uh, Kevin was throwing bricks down. Oh, yeah. And kept hitting with the bricks. I thought that was just so funny. Uh, and then uh, my favorite thing that happened to Harry, I, I just, I, I, I honestly, I didn't really care what happened to Harry in this one. Honestly, because Marv stole it every time he got hurt, it was funnier. When he got electrocuted, it was funnier. When he slipped, slipping and falling, and all this stuff, I it mean, was funnier. Daniel Stern just yeah. shined in these two movies. Uh, but I won't say he stole it this time for me because I was expecting it. Uh, but, yeah, he just shined. I mean, I, I love Joe Pesci more in this one, though. I... Maybe when his head blew up when the, with the, with the, with the, with the, with the uh, what's his name? You know. No, 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 no. His head blew up? <laughs> well, 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 he put he put his head in the toilet full of gasoline. Oh, yeah. And exploded. Yeah. Okay. Or lighter fluid. I don't know what the heck it was. It would have killed this man. But, uh, or, or I like the whole, I like the callback to the first one when he's like, uh-oh, why don't y'all just take the stairs? You know, and then. Uh, yeah, I loved him when he was doing that. And he's like. <laughs> oh, right in the snobs. <laughs> you know, and then. Um, so that happened. And then next thing you know, they're like, let's get him. And then he sends down this big bar. That comes swinging, and like knocks him, knocks him back down to first level. This is if this was a video game, it'd have been terrible. I've been so mad. So, um, but I think that was a hilarious moment. But I think climbing down the rope and said, "Is that your cologne? That's kerosene. Why would it be kerosene on a rope?" And he likes it. And it's go up, go up, go up. Yeah. I I just love that and how they fall and paint falls on mm-hmm. them. You know, I just I I, I don't know. I loved it. Um, but what didn't make sense was that Harry ended up in a on a car. <laughs> like, no, that, no, that's when uh, at the beginning when. Uh, but still, it, it didn't make sense he would fly up that high. Yeah, when when he jumped off. And yeah. He, you know, <laughs> but what's funny? I didn't notice this. Uh, what was funny about that scene is when uh, Harry uh, Marv says after Harry falls and lands into the car and like destroys his roof and destroys yeah. his car, and he's hurt, clearly hurt. Marv says. I think I sprained my ankle jumping, <laughs> jumping on the jumping on that thing. It's just like it was just so funny. I never noticed how what I never noticed him saying that, and I and I laughed out loud when I heard that because he's so dumb. Because it like the littlest thing that wouldn't hurt you, you know. Uh, and and they, and then you know, Harry gets his revenge with Marv whenever Marv gets the bricks thrown at him. He said, you got to do better than that kid. What else you got? You know? And he just keeps getting pelted with bricks. But all in all, so he escapes. He goes to the park. He falls, uh, which I thought that was funny when he got caught, um, honestly. Um, I know it's sadistic, but I was glad that he got caught. Um, <laughs> and, you know, because I, you know, some part of you kind of root for the sticky bandits, but. Um, not to murder this kid, but they take him to a park. He doesn't murder him immediately like he should. And it allows the bird lady to come save the day with these birds. And then Kevin sets off fireworks. They get caught. Uh, and then uh, whenever he, they're getting caught and getting escorted out, 
Marv is saying, remember, we're no longer the wet bandits. We're the sticky bandits. It's S-T, uh, and then uh, it's, at the same time, you're hearing uh, Marv, uh, Harry saying, shut up, Marv. Shut up, Marv. Because Marv is saying, oh, he's mad because we just escaped. Or he's mad because we just uh, da, 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 we just robbed a store. Da, Shut da. up, Marv! Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he just keeps on. And he says, don't forget, when you write about us, we're no longer the wet bandits. We're the sticky bandits. It's ST. And then, uh, and he stutters. But you hear Marv say, or you hear Harry say, I. He said, I. You know, and that's the last thing you kind of hear from them. But it's funny that even though he's telling them to shut up, he helps them to spell out sticky. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah. So, Kevin... Finds his mom at uh, Rockefeller Plaza, the Rockefeller Center. I don't know. And um, where they have the big Christmas tree. Where they have the Christmas tree, and then they go back to the hotel, see the family. Uh, the dude from the toy store gives them gifts. Kevin goes and gives the bird lady a turtle dove toy thing, ornament. Uh, Kevin can hear his father screaming from a hotel across the street, across traffic. In Central Park, in broad daylight, and he screams and he runs. That is not realistic, but anyway. But you expect it. You expect it, and that's the end of that movie. Um, let's get into the ratings for this one. So, um, go ahead, Aaron. Give me a rating. I'm gonna give this movie. I'm gonna give it three point five markouts out of five. Three point five. Yeah, I I liked it, but uh, it wasn't original enough. For me to give it more, but uh, it was entertaining enough to where I didn't turn it off. I'm gonna give it four because it was just I felt I was entertained throughout the whole movie, mm. and Tim Tim Curry stole the movie for me. Yeah, he. Really I loved did. every scene he was in, and I, Rob Schneider, he was a, he was great as this little to nothing role, mm. but it was memorable too. So uh, yeah, I just I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, Tim Carey was, like, really good at this. Like, I too. actually, I think if I wouldn't have watched it, I probably would have gave it a 3.5 because of memory. But rewatching, I was like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's still worth watching. It, well, you know, it was for me, man, like, the first first act, first first and second act was was really, like, I really enjoyed that part. It's the third act that... Yeah, the third act. ...that kind of falls apart to me. Uh, and the only thing that kind of holds my interest, honestly... Is Marv. Marv is the only one that holds my interest in the third act because of what happens to him is funnier to me than what happens to Harry, you know. Um, so, but yeah, but Kevin at that point, I just was like, you know, I'm just, I'm done with this. I'm tired of this kid, you know. Um, but I don't know. Tired I mean, of the kid? Yeah. Like, then you watch part three and you miss him. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I don't know. I just think that. Home Alone does not work without Macaulay Culkin. No, it doesn't work without him. But um, but I can understand why Macaulay would never do Home Alone again because I I, I wouldn't say never because he he did that one commercial where he's essentially at the McAllister house. I mean, and he's I, alone. I think that's if he was looking for a comeback, that's the only way you could. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, because nobody's gonna get Unless you, do you ain't gonna do getting even with dad dad part two. Like nobody wants to see that. You know. Well, I mean, I would. I would see it. You, I know you would, but you wouldn't really want to see it. Uh, not really, but you know, I, I would see it. I love Ted Danson. I love Ted Danson in that movie. Uh, I love well, Macaulay Culkin was okay in that movie. He wasn't great, right? 
Ted Danson, I think, was the best part about that movie. But, I mean, you can't really do an Uncle Buck, too, because John's gone. John's gone, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, only way you can do Uncle Buck, too, is if you replace him with, like, maybe. No. No. I say, I say. It doesn't Jim, work. Jim, Jim Belushi, maybe. You think it works? Maybe Jim. Like, uh. Then he can pull that off. Well, honestly, I hate the guy, but maybe. Maybe Kevin Smith, not Kevin Smith, but what's the other guy? Kevin James. Kevin James. Maybe he can pull it. I, but I just don't, I don't like Kevin James. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I, if Chris was still alive, I would say Chris Farley. Oh, Chris Farley can pull it off yeah. in his sleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that guy can pull off anything in his sleep. Comedy-wise, yeah. I mean, yeah, he is, I would honestly say he's probably the funniest like comedian I've ever, well, I can't say funniest. I feel like Robin was the funniest. Yeah. And I love Jim Carrey. Like it, yeah. It's really hard to say, but as far as big... As, comedy actors, you mean. Yeah, comedy actors. Yeah. Between him and Candy, I yeah. think Chris Farley was much funnier. I think Chris was Chris was the um, heir apparent to John Candy's, uh, you know... Then came Jack Black. Yeah, and then... Yeah. But he doesn't do yeah. comedy... Well, well, except for Jumanji. Uh, Jumanji, but he really has a straight-up comedy he, star. He doesn't now. do pratfall comedy. Like, I'll say now... I would say Kevin James, but he don't really do it like that, I don't think, no more. Uh, and Melissa McCarthy. That's the only one I can think of that does that. And she's trying to pull Aunt away Buck. from that. Aunt <laughs> Buckley? Yeah. Aunt Becky. I don't know. Aunt, Aunt Buckley. Yeah, no, but I, no, I no, no. no to it all. No, no, no. I wouldn't want to, no, I wouldn't want to see nobody else do an Uncle Buck movie or show. See, that's really all he's got is how long, because, I mean. Uh, uh, good son, he dies. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> You know, spoilers, he dies a good son. But, uh. Which I will bring good son up in the, our next review. So, uh. But yeah, so, alright, I give it 3.5. He gives it 4. I give it, four. Um, it wasn't a perfect one. It was pretty much. It uses a lot of the no, steps in the snow prints, footprints of the first film. But it does go its own way. Like, introducing Tim Carey was great. Uh, it does enough. Yeah, to to hold your interest, it's not yeah. a carbon copy of the first movie, but um, but then again, which back then those type of films they kind of repeated itself was okay. I think back then actually there was not even like the first movie was so unprecedented that I don't see. I, I guess there wasn't a large thing of people making sequels then. I don't think there. Was, I don't think it was a big thing back in the nineties where uh, the sequels. Yeah, Problem Child, Problem Child 2, you had Home Alone, Home Alone 2, you had, I don't really count it saying comedy-wise, but Father of the Bride, Father of the Bride Part 2. Yeah, but Father of the Bride Part 2 was like, first one remember. was like early 90s. I don't remember when the second one second came Second one was late to mid-90s. Okay. Mid to late 90s. Yeah, was, right. The Part 2 was pretty, pretty good. You and comedy. Yeah. City Slickers, City Slickers 2. Yeah, City Slickers When you too. got a sequel, that was it. It wasn't like yeah. a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. If you got part two, that even though City Slickers sets it up, set it up for a third one, but I would have loved to see but the third one. Unfortunately, I would love to see a third uh, one now. unfortunately, dude died. Uh, which one? Oh, the uh, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, I mean, I could see them doing it and replacing him with Clint Clint Eastwood in that role, and I think it would work. That would work. It would work. Uh, if Clint would do it. That would. Be I think point. that would breathe life in Clint's um, acting career. Like, like he has. His directing, he's doing his thing. But acting, he doesn't really act as much as, like, Mule is a Mule. But I didn't see Mule. But, uh, I'll reiterate that to Brandon. But, uh, but, 
I, but I think that if I Clint Eastwood, saw it. I, I, thought, he I think it. if Clint Eastwood does a movie where he's playing against type, where he's playing serious, but he's playing with somebody more comedic around him, I think that that can work. Uh, and I he think City Slickers Three would be a perfect vehicle for him to do that. Um, only other person I can think of in that role, um, off the top of my head. Uh, Liam Neeson, maybe, but he doesn't carry the same type of... He's not a cowboy like a Clint Eastwood would be. And, and think about seeing Yeah, that Clint, would work for Clint. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, I can't think of no one else, really, Brandon. Can you? In that role? Uh, uh, as, as, like, but playing, literally, you've got to be playing Curly or Curly's brother. The only other guy I can think of like, could play a cowboy at that age, uh, but it, it, the, the features wouldn't... Clint can pull off a Jack Pallant. Uh, yeah, Pallant's, yeah. Uh, similar looks. Similar uh, looks. If, if uh, but Ch- Charles Bronson was alive, clearly him. But Charles, Charles is dead. <laughs> the only other guy I can really think of, but he could look, he could pull off the features of, would be Kevin Costner. But yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him do a comedy. No, I've never seen him do a comedy either. So that'd be interesting for him. But I, perfect, it'd be Clint. Yeah, Clint, Clint, would be, Clint would be perfect. But, um, but yeah, so all right, that's Home Alone two. Lost uh, in New York. So we're gonna go ahead and jump right into Better Watch Out. So uh let's see. Better Watch Out is uh two thousand sixteen thriller and psychological horror. Um uh Ashley travels to a suburban home of the learners, uh, to babysit their twelve year old son. He didn't seem twelve. Uh, he came off a little older to me. Um, yeah, he, he looked a little older. Uh, Luke, during the holidays, she must soon defend herself and the young boy when unwelcome intruders announce their arrival. Released October 6, 2017. Directed by Chris Peck, Peckover. Uh, box office is 106,000. 106, 106 million? 106? 166? 1,000. 1,000? I don't think it went to theaters. Oh, yeah. I think it went straight to video. Stream. Um, so, uh, IMDb gives it 6.5 out of 10. Guess what this movie gets over Home Alone 2 on Rotten Tomatoes? I didn't look. I would say probably 60s. 89% Rotten Tomatoes. 89. Um, Metacritic is at 67%. Um, this Google. movie. Nothing. Oh, Google, uh, 85%. Um, like this movie. So... This movie gave me vibes, Brandon. Of uh, first of all, it gave me a lot of vibes of uh, a couple of things. Not only Home Alone in some aspects, but it gave me vibes of first of um, Ventures in Babysitting because it, it yeah. reminded me of like I see that yeah of the uh, Babysitter Chris. I love that movie. It's per- uh, personally one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and um, you know, and uh, Brad, I think is his name in that movie. I hadn't seen it in so long, but like the boy in this movie has a crush on the babysitter, and he has his best friend who's kind of a, you know. I got a question for him about yeah. the best friend. Does he not look like the kid from Near Dark, the little vampire kid? He all, yeah, he does. If they remade that, he could totally be that guy. Um, I, and now he's a lot older. Now the the brother, the 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 babysitter, and the best friend were the kids from the visit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Beth was telling me. Yeah, I didn't realize that because they played. I didn't either. 
I thought they were, you know, like this kid, that kid does not age. The best friend, <laughs> you know, he, he just doesn't age, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, so this movie, man, this kid, essentially, let me get his name. So I'll stop calling him the kid. Um, Luke. All right, Luke, Ashley, and Garrett. That's all the characters we need to know about. So Luke, <laughs> Luke. Has, there are some surprises in this movie, yeah. though. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you the um, Virginia Madison. Madison is a DeAndre Lerner. You know Virginia, what? if you don't know her, she played uh, in Candyman. Also, she played a teacher that slept with a 14-year-old student. In that movie, yeah. That TV movie. <laughs> but I'm going to remember her as Helen from Candyman. Thank you. I would love to remember her from that, but she was also, and I have to mention this because it's just me, <laughs> she was in the season finale Series finale Don't of Dawson's Creek. I knew you'd get say Dawson's Creek. <laughs> she was. She All played right. Pacey's lover. All right. And she was married and got Pacey beat up. Patrick Warburton yeah. is Robert Lerner. Patrick, you know him for from the voice of the chick. Uh also the voice voice of Joe and uh Family Guy. Also also, you know him and scary movie Scream Three. He's in Scream? Is it three? Two. He's in the screen. He's in the one where they make the movie of Scream, and okay. there's on the set, and he played like security guard. Oh yes, he did, didn't he? Scream three. Scream three. Yeah. Uh, so you just had to give me a scene. I, I'm right yeah. there, guys. Like he was in it. Yeah, he was. Um, but, give me a scene. I go. I go straight to that scene. It's. I don't know. It's uh, weird. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like that's a Raven, but with movies. But uh, uh, but so he's in this. He's in that movie, and he uh. Uh, real quick, he um, in this movie. Uh, so, what's the kid's name? Uh, Luke. Luke. He go. He has a crush on Ashley. Yeah. Uh, his, he talk, he tells his friend Garrett that he. For you. Yeah. The parents. Did you think they were useless characters? Yeah, the parents do not love one another. Um, <laughs> That's not really what I was going for. But, but yeah, they also are that. But. Uh, but I thought it was gonna come and play something, no. but it it just didn't. It, it, yeah, um, it's. But all right, I got a couple of things to point point out too. But all right, so Luke has a crush on Ashley, as I was saying. Yeah, and he wants to get with her. He thinks this is his only chance because Ashley's leaving to go to college. I guess or moving. I don't know. It's kind of implied that she's leaving town. Yeah. Um, and so she's. So he thinks as she's babysitting him on this night, he's gonna put the moves on her, and this is foolproof. He's gonna put a scary movie on, gonna get her hormones going, and that's gonna happen. Um, so uh, she comes over, parents leave. Oh, the parents, his mom was like, <laughs> asked the father, "Have you ever sucked in your child uh, somewhere in your past? Are you sure you're not?" You know, he says, are you sure you're not, like, homosexual? Because, uh, you know, you remember that? I do not. <laughs> the mother, because the father is looking at the Christmas tree. And, and then, like, he's talking about something. And she says, are you sure you never sucked a cock in your, in your, in your past? I remember life? the line, but I, I don't remember her saying it to him. She said it to the father. Huh. And I was like, dang, you know. Uh, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Uh <laughs> And so, and you know, just that's why I was like, they do not like each other. Um, but, uh, man. But anyway, 
So they're watching this movie. Intruders happen to the house. Um, they go upstairs. The boy, the little buddy comes back in. Um, they go upstairs. And you kind of find out. Spoilers at this point. Oh, this is going to be heavy spoilers here. Because you find out that the little boy, Luke, and Garrett has planned all the intruder stuff. Why, Brandon? <laughs> you know what? It's it's just ignorant. But <laughs> he thought if he saved her that she from intruders from intruders that he she would just <clears throat> fall in love with him and just be all over him and it's just stupid. It's <laughs> but one part that is so I just idiotic is. So, one part is the little boy, uh, Garrett, the best friend. I think his name Garrett, yeah. So, he goes and pretends like, at one point, he gets shot. Yeah. Which, how do you reason behind him getting shot? Like, there's no reason at all that would force, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't come back from that. Like... Like, at that point, you're talking about when he was running out of the house? Yeah. Get shot, yeah. Okay, at that point, I was thinking, as far as the screenplay was going, they, they were just, they didn't really have a plan what they were doing. <laughs> they were just going with The this. kids? Well, it's just the whole movie. It's just oh, like, oh, you felt like... Just, like I the, didn't feel like it was well planned. I think maybe that because, might be, that might be the way that the... But then again, the kid, I felt, had planned everything. I felt like maybe... But maybe the how dumb the plan is 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 also the basis that their kids planning it. So maybe the writer I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt that the writers wrote that to be that way. But even like, though I feel like Luke had planned everything and Garrett only knew like the first act. <laughs> so Garrett only knew that Luke planned to a certain spot. Yeah. But never knew that Luke but that you know, when you go back and watch this film you notice that uh, everything that, like, I know when I'm watching it uh, again today, I noticed that uh, the looks that Luke and Garrett gives one, one another, like when Garrett's leaving, he's like, all right, man, I'll see you in a little bit, you know, or see you, good luck, you know. Um, and you think that's oh, just good luck that it gets, gets delayed with this girl, you know, whatever. But it's really good luck with everything we're going to do today. Um, but I don't think Garrett knew that Luke was going to, like kidnap, like tie anybody to a chair. Uh, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, take the uh, boat. Yeah, because yeah, uh, he freaked out when he knocked her down the stairs. <clears throat> yeah. When she thought it was insane, which it is insane. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I remember coming up with some ideas to get a girl to like me, uh, but not like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the. Um, the. Uh, so at one point, uh, Luke, they got they got them tied, got her tied up to a chair. A boyfriend, a boy that she likes, like he calls like her they, over or something. Yeah, they. Uh, I think it's her boyfriend. They they've had a fight or something. Or maybe it's is he the boyfriend or I, I don't know. It's never, the first one is. Yeah. they had a fight. Yeah, and so he comes in. Uh, he comes in and uh, they end up tying him to a chair. And uh, they want to see if the paint. The this is the tie into Home Alone. This is a tie into Home Alone. Yes. So they wanted to see if MythBusters. They want to see if 
What would happen to the human head if it's hit by a can of paint flying down the stairs, just like in Home Alone? And so they tie it to the banister. And uh, come think about it, how did Kevin even tie that to the? Okay, that's not even. <laughs> come thinking, they was on the stairs. What did he tie it to? But uh, did he have a bar? I don't understand. Yeah, he had a bar, I think. Oh, did their t- stairs go up a stair, then up another stair, maybe? I don't know. I think so. That's the only re- that's the only way it could have worked. But anyway, uh, um, they tied it to something and they throw it. And it kills the guy. Yeah. Like, and the way that the imp- the way that it's just shot is just good. Like, so that you don't see it. You just hear the thud and you see the blood and or paint. Blood and paint is a white paint and, and red blood. You see something splatter back on. I think it is white paint, red blood. Yeah. <laughs> and, Obviously, it's red blood. But. but yeah, yeah. But you see it splatter back on the people looking at it. And, and, the, and Luke is like, that's awesome, you know. Um, Garrett doesn't have the same. No, Garrett is like, oh my God, what uh, what's going on? Because it's now We're taking totally up to. totally screwed. So the movie goes from like zero to like a hundred. To yeah. like, like, like when you realize, when you realize that they plan the home invasion, you're like, oh wow. So this is, so this isn't like Home Alone in the sense of, like they planned it like with remotes and things like that to kind of prank this one girl to do to respond a certain way but that wasn't the whole scheme of it the scheme of it is to kill her kill her boyfriends and actually it the plot isn't to get her to love him but to get the mother to love him because the mother because remember he has a little heart murmur heart thing heartbeat thing above in the bed where you can hear the mother's heartbeat uh he sleeps with that and so, at the end of the movie, all he wants is his mom to hold him in bed. It really looked at it that way. So the plot, so this whole yeah. thing is for him to get his mother's love. Well, see, the way I looked at that is maybe that, that's how I look at it. Though. Uh, her, his mother thought he was the sweet, innocent boy. She thought Garrett was the troublemaker, and I was like, she doesn't know her own son, mm-hmm. like the woman and the good son. Mm. Didn't know Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> That's a tough one because the good son mom had to let boy him go to get yeah, the other kid. Is there other kids? Is, so that, is that Elijah Wood? Is that Elijah, Elijah Wood? Wood. See, I need to go back and watch. I haven't seen that so long. There were so many similarities. I could see Home Alone in it. But I could see a lot of Good Son with that character, Luke. Yeah, it's kind of like a mer. This is if Good Son met, like you said, Home Alone. This was such a Macaulay Culkin inspired film. <laughs> Yeah, in every way, but um, and the only thing missing was a cameo. Yeah, like if he would have oh, played it, a cop at the end, or, or if something. he would have played like one of the boyfriends, it would have been perfect. Well, she was sixteen. Uh, no, no, that would be weird. <laughs> so that if he would play a cop, or if he would have played uh, like an ambulance guy, or something like that, you know. But the second boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, uh, is Billy from Stranger Things. It is. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. didn't I you? didn't notice it. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, he made a. Made cameos of sorts. Yeah, he played like some like like kid that act black. Yeah, white kid that act black. But uh, but yeah. So in this movie, you realize that like he tells the boyfriend, he tells his best friend, "Don't touch her. She's mine or whatever." And there's one scene where the boy goes to like, did he touch her or wants to kiss her or something? He like was that? trying to help her. Help her, 
And so he, he blows his best friend away. Yeah. And kills him. Yep. And so... So, like, this movie surprised me. Like, I the way this movie was going, I figured Garrett was... It was going to come down to a fight between Garrett and Luke. Mm. And, like, fuck the good son. I thought that's the way it was going. But it didn't go that way. I was like, whoa. And, uh, and you know, you realize that, like, in this movie, you're so... you. You go to rooting for, and for me, I go to rooting for the girl. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I want to see her beat this little asshole. Yeah, I, this little kid, he's a little punk, you know. As soon as he threw her down the stairs, I was, I, I, I turned on him. I mean, yeah. I mean, this ain't my color. But, but, yeah, but he, <laughs> but he does little things. He, like, he does little things. He's psychotic. That, that. Like, like, when she says, throw me my phone, he purposely throws it in the fish tank. Oh, yeah, I knew he did that. You could, you could tell that he did yeah, that. Yeah, and I was like, okay, something's wrong here. I didn't expect what was going to happen. Beth <laughs> did. She said it was going to be a prank. I was like, I knew he threw the phone in, on purpose, though, so I was like, it don't make sense. <laughs> yeah. But she saw the prank coming. But neither one of us saw what? Saw the swerve. Yeah. yeah. I don't, did you see it coming? No. Watching it for the first time, no, I did not see that coming. I didn't know that it was going to turn into this little dude murdering people. And wanting to murder them, yeah, uh, and blaming it on the one boyfriend that hung him, that hung himself, yeah, uh, Billy from Stranger Things, <laughs> that uh, blaming it on him, uh, and then uh, so the way it looks is Billy got mad, came into the house, murdered the best friend, murdered the ex boyfriend, uh, murdered the boyfriend, uh, tried to murder the girl, well, murdered the girls, he was hoping to murder the girl. And all the time, the son was in the room sleep and not know knowing what happened. Right? Yeah, but it wouldn't have worked out. Uh, I mean, shotgun, you know, that's going to wake somebody up. Yeah. I mean, well, the, story well, the, they, the, the story is that he took his sleeping pills, so he's deep in the sleep. Yeah. So he wouldn't have heard it. So his, his... And he had to get that the pencil to stay up on the doorknob because that's something... The mother, the mother was telling the babysitter yeah. early on. Yeah, because she'll know if he gets out, which so, I didn't understand. If he's such a good kid and all, why, why would you I, worry about him getting? I out guess because he's sleepwalker. She she mentions that he's a sleepwalker. Oh. and so um, I she just didn't want him sleepwalking. Uh, but yeah, I I thought that the um. I don't know the the swerve at the end, the swerve that that's the case. Now, what I liked, what I what what I liked and what I didn't like, was at the end. I love that. So he tries to kill the girl. Like he stab her. He cuts her throat. He cuts her throat. Like and, and she puts uh the tape over it. Yeah, and so she we she essentially survives. Yeah, and so she's getting loaded into the ambulance, and she uh gives him the finger. She did. And so the little boy's like. Mom, can we go to the hospital to visit her? I just want to see how she's doing. And what did mom say? Yes, we will. Or I don't know if she said anything. Uh, and she may have, but I, I wasn't focused on on the mom. I was like, I, I was just thinking to myself. It's like, okay, they're leaving this wide open. There's yeah. no conclusion. So I ended up looking it up. See if there was plans for a sequel, and there's not. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. I mean, at this point, it'd be way too late, but. Uh, I I was hoping that I was hoping that 
I was hoping that the mom said. I don't. Re- I don't remember what the mom said, but uh, I was hoping that when he said, "Mom, can we go? Um, can we go to visit her at the hospital?" I was hoping that she was like, "No, she needs to. She needs a rest. She needs to do better." But uh, you'll get to see her again sometimes. Let her rest. And then he's sitting there. He's thinking, "Oh Lord, she's gonna say everything," you know. But yeah. if the mom was like, "Oh yeah, I'll take you over there right now." You know, then I know that, oh, well, she's going to die, you know. But I want him to get caught is what I was wanting. I just want him to get caught. Um, See, yeah. And towards the end of it, I thought, oh, okay, these parents, I mean, how did he get like this? <laughs> you know, I was like, did he see his point of his parents do something? Because I was thinking the mom could be, come off like a killer. Her whole tone, her attitude, just everything about her just screamed a terrible person. <laughs> but uh, I I like the movie. I think it's a movie if you watch multiple times, you'll like it each time more. So yeah. uh, uh, at the end of it, it says that um, so yeah, she gives him uh, the middle finger as she's being wheeled to the ambulance. That's making a lucky escape in a mid credit scene. The evil scheming Luke tells his mom that he's worried about Ashley and wants to go to the hospital to presumably try another chance to kill her. So, we don't know at this point. It's wide open as to whether the mom took him to the hospital because she didn't say uh, or um, that uh, that Ashley didn't, they didn't go to the hospital and she's going to recover and be able to say what happened. Uh, his her throat slit, so her vocal cord slit, so she got to write. Yeah, <laughs> didn't she get shot? In the, maybe I don't know. She got she got messed up. Um, but yeah, uh, it's five minutes left on this one, so uh, let's get to our. All right, real quick. Uh, what's your marks? I've been back and forth on it. I think I'm gonna give it a three point five. Hmm. Uh, but it, it's close to a four. But since we do three point five and four, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna give it a three point five. Yeah. Uh, I think if I watch it multiple times, it could get up to a four. Uh, yeah. I do think it's a movie you watch more than once. You'll you'll yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But my biggest issue is the ending. It doesn't have a conclusion. Uh, and there's no sequel. So. Yeah. I hate when movies do that. Yeah. If, especially since it didn't go to theaters. Right. Um, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, it goes over to Home Alone 2 for me. I'm sorry. But it gets a four for me uh, because of um, its way of taking an idea that from like Home Alone and Good Son and merging it into one. And this kid, the the main kid, the main antagonist actually, which you thought is the protagonist, but the main antagonist uh, is really, really convincing as like a little yeah, I, evil kid, you know. Yeah, and like like you just said, throwback to the good son. Yeah, Macaulay did that well. He played a good innocent kid uh, that was really evil. Okay, and you know. So all right, got three minutes left, I guess. So versus mode, who won? Home Alone. Who, home Alone won. <laughs> all right, Home Alone, Home Alone two. Who won? Uh, I I gotta go Home Alone two. I'm gonna go Home Alone one. Right. Oh, Home Alone 2 and Home Alone? Yeah. Oh, Home Alone. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go Home Alone. All right, so Home Alone 
and then gets uh not gets a home loan and better better watch out. Home loan. Home loan. Uh better better watch out is good, but it's not the same category. It's a horror a Christmas horror uh, Christmas horror film. It's like uh, I wouldn't like watch this on Christmas though. I would probably watch this around Halloween. Yeah. I think it's good. I, I I think I like the little subgenre of Christmas horrors like Krampus and this and yeah. uh, you know uh, I mean, the, the first a, Black Christmas. It is a solid movie. I mean yeah, but with that ending, I just it, it hurts it in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, the the the, the end the ending. What would have better been better with the ending? I agree. Uh, real quick, what would have been better with the ending? So Home Alone wins for me. Uh, but what would have been better at the ending of this movie, which would have maybe, maybe put it up for me, is they canceled that mid-credit scene and just let it in on the the girl going in the ambulance, giving them the finger, and knowing that she got away and that she's the final girl and that he's going to eventually get caught because she's going to talk. Yeah. That would have been the best ending. And the, yeah. the, the mid-credit scene, if they would kill that, it would have been perfect. Even if, uh, like, if they did a sequel, you gotta be careful because you, you're entering Halloween territory. Mm-hmm. We're killing babysitters. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, because most likely we get locked up, mm-hmm. probably escape and come back after her. Yeah. So it's very much like Halloween in that way. Well. Uh, if they did that. I'm assuming that's what they would do. I would love, even, I mean, even if they didn't, like, chasing her, going after her in a hospital, very mm-hmm. much Halloween too. I but, think that we are running out of time. We are, aren't we? Yep, it's fifty-eight point thirty-eight seconds left. So, but, all right, so, uh, so yeah, we. Um, I enjoyed the movies. I think Home Alone's classic. You should watch it. I think this movie, Home Alone Two, is good to watch if you're gonna watch both Home Alones because they are tied to one another. But uh, you can skip the rest of Home Alones if you want to watch. Better watch out. You can watch it. Amen, brother. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Aaron Whitlow. I thought that said 59 minutes before. Oh, yeah. This is Brandon Spivey. And uh, this is the Mark Out Movie, Movie Podcast. Podcast. All right. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> take it easy. You better watch out for Macaulay Culkin. <laughs>